never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Genesis podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Recently, we've been talking around um, certain type of films that I've been calling, like, you know, this film is the singular vision of this person X. And <laughs> we're going to do it again. Um, in this case, uh, the singular vision of a man who did it on his own, a, a film that was um, directed, produced, and written and starred a man you may not know. Um, called Steve Barkett, but um, Barkett was uh, is a guy I think of, of merit, of worth. Talking about anyway, and when you see the kind of people he's put in this, you know, aftermath's easy to um, put to one side to ignore. Uh, and I think one of the reasons for that is that you know, when, on, on the face of it, it's a low budget uh, sci fi action movie that were at a t- that was made that released say at a time when there was a lot of Italian knockoff versions of that kind of genre. But uh, Barkett um, made this film in nineteen seventy eight to so pre that, and also it's clear that he has a, a certain love for the genre and through force of will created this film. So for your consideration today, I probably. A Twilight Zone reference might be worthwhile, considering there's clearly some Rod Serling influences in terms of some of the writing here. Let's have a little look at Aftermath, or as it was released at some points in the UK, Zombie Aftermath.
You just want to indulge in revenge, don't you? Just. astronauts return to Earth on a um, what looks like a quite a rickety looking spaceship uh, after a nuclear holocaust. One guy dies in the landing and the two survivors, a guy called Newman, played by Steve, our, our, our main guy, and Matthews, um, who is played by Larry Laven, who is almost certainly better known working on in the art department in films and shows like Tailspin and The Tick in the 90s and worked as a story director on things like Bill Godzilla cartoons and that kind of thing very much based in in, in animation the arts department anyway these two guys uh, they crash land and they are in a um, post-apocalyptic heavily matte painted (laughs) Uh, world looks beautiful to be fair the the, the background uh, works to try and make this place look um like a you know an apocalypse though not very convincing are lovely um they're in la and after uh this la that's been destroyed they look for shelter um in an abandoned mansion newman um later encounters a young lad called chris who is played by his son, uh, Christopher Barkett, and encounters a, 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 a girl called, uh, a girl, a woman called Sarah, who's played by Lynn Margoyles. Now, this all sounds very, all fine and good. We kind of then entered to kind of almost like a Western kind of territory. So we've moved away from Planet of the Apes. Salem Reference obviously co-wrote the script for that. And, um, and into like a almost like a Shane kind of western, where there's a, a rough gang of desperados or, or wanted men, ran by uh, Sid Haig. Fantastic to see Sid Haig on, 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 on in the film, and uh, Haig plays a guy called Cutter, and um, there is a um, there's a there's a lot of violence. There's an attempted rape. Um, there's um, a few sex scenes um and uh, at the end uh, 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 to the death kind of battle um as uh, as newman decides to to you know that he has to take this this gang down by hook or by crook and uh, it has um very much a kind of a, you know what it means to be a man kind of a tone to it newman is is in no way has no elements of anti-hero about him so uh steve has written his his lead character he plays himself very much as a as a cut and dry hero and haig is a 
absolutely despicable human being. He's just tearing up uh, anyone he, can, he comes across, raping and murdering as he goes. So Steve Barkett um, maybe is a person who you might not be aware of. It's fair. I mean, it's understandable if I'm being honest. He um, he has made a few films. Um, he tends to just pop up and stuff. So, um, so he's almost certainly best known for this film and another film called Empire of the Dark, which is a another you know writer director thing about a a, de- a detective who comes across a, a cult from another dimension, which sounds insane, and his and from the nineties, early nineteen ninety, and then also um, kind of appears in like a little bit in terms of bit part actor roles. Um, Piers in Dinosaur Island, Bikini Driving, uh, Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfolds is a, is a very, very much in a bit part. So you can imagine. And then the odd director video release as well. Um, and he has a producer credit, obviously, on, on his two films, Aftermath and Empire of the Dark, but also another film called Cronus, uh, which might be because his son was a production designer on that film as well. So Cronus was made a couple of years ago. Um, and that's a high, you know, high concept sci-fi movie. So fair play. Uh, I think um, the film is available on Blu-ray in America, and it's on HD on on, uh, on, um, on Amazon. You can rent it, and that HD has. I'm going to not lie to you, not being kind to the film. I can imagine watching this on video, and uh, as a younger man, and not thinking it was it looked particularly rough. Um, you can see the changes in film stock that's obviously being, you know, depends on, on, on um, how he's had to shoot some of the outdoor location action work. And obviously the sets of the, uh, our spaceship at the start are not great, but, and it felt, I say not great. I mean, you know, we, we, you, if you've watched, you know, we've already done Insemnoids and they're better than Insemnoids, <laughs> you know, and um, also as well, um, you know, if you've seen any of the, um, New World Pictures uh, stuff um, that came out around about this time that were, you know, influenced by Alien. Uh, you'll probably also kind of, you know, they're, they're very much grey, grey world <laughs> wooden sets as well, to be fair. And quite got the uh, the heart, maybe, of, of some of the uh, the better work of Alien. Anyway, yeah, so, like, he's... I think what's interesting about the film... Um, it's so lovingly put together. He really cares about the characters. And yeah, he's put himself as the lead. And yeah, the women love him. You know, Sarah like leaps at him from distance. <laughs> and she's like, she looks half his age. Just... <laughs> anyway. Um, and obviously, you know, Cass getting Sid Hagen just, just elevates it. You know, because Hagen is, is just, you know, he's doing his classic. You know, you, you want me to be just unspeakably awful. I'm absolutely fine with that great time this is getting this is you know another great paying gig um we also see a a cameo of uh, forrest j aikman who um is obviously the the maker of, of famous monsters of filmland the magazine so so again you know i mean you could you can look at that two different ways barker could have been trying to get a get a bit of bit of press by getting him involved, but also as well, you know, it, it it grounds it in in that kind of genre Hollywood, LA Hollywood world, which is lovely. 
but you know the film is talky um, in in, a, in in you know in a in a in a sailing way. There's a lot of conversations about what you know, what it is, why they're doing it, what the world means, and what a, what a destructive world is. You know, um, and I'll, that might be to get the film up to ninety five minutes, but you know clearly there's some thought that's gone into kind of creating this storytelling. Then we've got. Um, as you say, these fantastic art departments, um, you know, mats, real indicators of quality, um, which isn't that surprising because we already talked about some of the talent that wasn't working on the film. But also, you know, um, it was apparently co-written with Stanley Livingston, who uh, worked on a number of genre films again. And uh, Ted V. Michels, who's very much, you know, corpse grinds and the cup, that kind of thing, apparently helped kind of get the film off the ground as an uncredited producer. These uh, visual effects are by uh, Dennis and Robert Skotak, who um, worked with James Cameron on The Abyss, Aliens, Titanic, Terminator 2. Obviously, this is in the 70s, before they got onto a lot of that kind of work. And uh, John Wash um, did some model work on this as well. So, you know, there is pedigree within the film. And as I say, it's easy to um, to kind of poo-poo it a little bit, I think, um, because it is so painfully cheap and it is quite talky. Um, but obviously, you know, he's managed to get together a group of young people who obviously just want to make a film. He's dead keen again on the go and he wants to make it his way. And that's fantastic as well. So it's Dick Miller who... Um, plays a uh who does a does a voiceover on a broadcast again fantastic character actor obviously being brought in you know to just do a very quick small bit of work but uh you know you'll probably know him best from his work in gremlins uh you know being the guy who was uh attacked in uh, you know well it's the r fella who's kind of like you know goes right to the wire and there's a shot he's in both of them um and you know it's you know a fantastic you know old school character actor and, you know, a real credit to get him on board on such a low-budget production. And, you know, you know, that's the benefits of filming in L.A. And so you get this hybrid of, you know, um, amateur, um, like real professional stuff, you know, really great work in some bits. And then, like, you know, some of the moments with, like, obviously the father and son as actors uh, stuff is, is not is not brilliant. And... Um, you know, it, it, it's it's quite cringy when you see uh, Lynn Margoyles and, and Steve Barkett kind of like come together because you know even a cursory glance at the um, at the credits and be like, oh, you've you've written a lot to get to the, you've done a lot to get to this point when you're in this clinch with this woman for the, for the sake of the story. Um, but you know, astronauts are, astronauts are sexy, aren't they? What else can I say? And there's elements of, of 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 grit to it, you know. Kids get killed. Um, there is sexual violence in the film. It's not too, you know, it's not too shocking. It's not, it, it, but it is on the sharper end of stuff, and that does add it add a little bit more to it. It it could feel very silly these days, um, and I, it definitely doesn't want to look like exploitation, but. Um, at the same time, it, it does not shy away from being shocking, which kind of does add a little bit to the mix. Um, and fans of uh, early 80s, uh, low-budget stuff 
will probably think it finds it quite a curio. Um, although patience may be tested a little bit with some of the talk, but of of the more obscure films on the list, uh, a it's got a fantastic release. So you know you're in good lands here. It's not like something like the Astrologer, where you're just like fucking hell. <laughs> just everything's a bootleg and a dub at the moment. I think there's something coming for the Astrologer actually, but you know what I mean. Everything eventually will get rescanned, I suppose. But um, what it does mean is like you know, sit down, you can see it as much as as Steve wanted you to see it, you know? And I think that's a really, really important thing. It may, you know, if you've enjoyed it in the past, um, definitely worth a rewatch. And as I say, there's, there's elements here of, of, of interest, definitely. Although, you know, you, as I say, your patience may be tested. But... Um, like a lot of the stuff on the nasties list and i'll finish with you on this point it aspires to more it's definitely actually aspires to more it wants to be um more than a zombie a mutant horror film more than a, a a gory kind of a shocking western type you know redemption film it you know a story about father and son what it is to be a man l- lingers as a, as, a, as, a, as a point it wants to look and feel special it want it box it tries desperately to box above its weight with all these great matte paintings and all these like lasers going off and all these different elements and creating films through force of will is uh, something i think that we see on the nasties list time and time again, particularly with these regional horrors. But this one is way above that in terms of ambition. It's not just, I'm in, you know, fucking nowheresville, Texas. I want to make a slasher film. Oh, I've made a slasher film. Whoops, I've been picked up on uh, by the DPP or the, by the police as a check. Uh, or, you know, on the... Uh, and, and the film's been seized and some poor sod, you know, even if they didn't know, we probably wouldn't even know. Um, as had to plead guilty to make and pay a fine. Not even that. The he's gone right. I want to make something good. I love films, and I'm going to make something that I want to see. And these are all the bits I'd want to see in this film. And there's loads of gear in it. And I think that I have to uh, respect that. So yeah, as 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 mentioned, uh, the film was seized, um, as we we're saying with all this section three stuff, but you know, not not technically prosecuted. Um, it was uh, released on pre-cert nineteen eighty two, World of Video two thousand VHS, um, and hasn't in the UK received any release since nineteen eighty two. It got a uh, there is a uh, DVD uh, which is available uncut. Uh, in, from the from America, and as I say, there is a Blu-ray release now. But the easiest thing is to get it on Amazon Prime and get it rented. And uh, yeah, why not? Have a bit of fun. It's Christmas. Treat yourself. Put the women in the truck. The guys, the usual. <laughs> Uh, 
Anyway, thanks very much for that. Um, thanks for listening. If you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter. It's at orange underscore monkey. I know it's locked, but I am still there lurking. Uh, or you can go to the website, lasthorrorpodcast.com or videonastiespodcast.com and uh, leave a comment on any of the articles. Um, next week, we are looking at Demented. Yeah, so um, it starts off with a gang rape, which is probably why he's got, he's got so much problem. And then um, kind of moves and changes into, uh, into something a bit bit different in terms of, you know, um, you know, a woman losing her mind, I suppose. So until then, take care. And I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. <laughs>